Welcome back to the Riscari Cast. My name is Rod Van Blake, author of the Ancient Illumination series and Yombani Chronicles. I am joined once again by Jocelyn Short. Yep. She is a digital artist and content creator herself. She does a whole bunch of concept art and she's working on a comic named Bearers. Am I getting that right? Yes. Okay. So the link to her uh, website as well as my author website will be made available. And hopefully Jordan Pernell Jackson will join us in a second, waiting on him to come online. Uh, today we're talking about Across the Spider-Verse. Woo! You happy about this one? Yes, 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 yes. It was so good. It was good. I heard a lot of people saying that they liked it better than the first, which I did not, but I did still like it a lot. I think it progressed a lot as far as it took things a step further as far as the artistry that it was already hitting on before. And I think it's influenced a lot of animation that's coming out uh, following uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Um, so I, I, there are going to be a lot more copycats with the way they made comic book pages come to life while also interjecting real re, realistic looking graphics as well as some 3d elements into the animation and not just flat to the animation i think they even made a joke about that uh during one of the chase scenes in this film uh when when miles is running from uh, a bunch of the other spider people um spoiler alert for any of you that have not seen the film yet uh did it come out june 2nd was it the release date i thought it <clears throat> yeah yeah, it came out last Friday. Yeah, June 2nd it came out. So it's only been out for like a couple weeks now or, or a week or so. Yeah. So it's a relatively new film. So that's why I like to give everybody spoiler warning uh, when we discuss these things. But it's kind of hard not to discuss plot when we're reviewing a film and saying why we do or don't like something. Right. Um, what were your thoughts on this film? I'll let you go first. I loved it. I, you know, I had no expectations. I mean, I, I figured it was going to be good because the first one was phenomenal. Um, and then nobody expected a sequel and then we got one. And yeah. then the sequel was amazing. Um, the, I was just, I was really blown away. Like the, the amount, like even just the amount of visual art styles that were happening so often interchangeably all the time was amazing like it was done so masterfully um i thought the story was really engaging um all the characters arcs were really compelling um all the easter eggs for all of the spider-man involved were incredible and everything was useful like it no, nothing that was in this movie like as much stuff as it had going on none of it felt like wasted none of it felt like it was there for no reason so yeah. you know, i i just was amazed they packed a lot in to this film hey there he is hey. george is here 
another digital artist and creator is has joined us, jumped in on the live. Uh, Jordan Pennell Jackson, creator of Evil Insurrection and Ease Evil Reclamation, as well as the digital artist for the graphic novels for Ancient Illumination and the Umbani Chronicles. And he also illustrated Errol J. Knight's uh, Jericho's Bane comic. And I'm sure many more things to come. Uh, we were just uh, giving our opinions on what we thought of Across the Spider-Verse. Um, I was telling everyone that I, I heard a lot of people saying they liked it better than the first one. For me, I liked it a lot, did not like it better than the first one, mainly because it's, in my opinion, sometimes once you've done something, it's kind of hard to surpass that feeling of that first thing because they were kind of so ingenuitive with what they did with the animation and we seem like they build upon that with Across the Spider-Verse. I, I, the reason why I felt like it, that, that, I don't know if I liked it better than the first, or just, I felt like overall, like somehow it topped, like you, like that, that sentiment you're hearing a lot, like somehow it topped the first one. What mm-hmm. gave me that feeling was that this movie had so many more elements in it than the first one. Yeah. And even with that much more stuff added to it, it didn't feel overloaded. Like it was all handled very well, which to me gave me that feeling of like somehow this is even like grander. Like they yeah. Okay. It. All right, to I add on to that. Go ahead, Jordan. Uh, Josh, I like, I, I don't know. I feel like we run into this problem with our society where we like, this is better than the first movie. And the funny part is I never, I didn't, that never crossed across my mind. Um, I don't, I don't look at like the movie, in my opinion, the movie was at the same level or quality as the first one. Yeah. And thus it felt like we were just watching a continuation of the story. And like, as Jocelyn said, they kind of like up the ante, they gave us more, but like they, they delivered. Like it wasn't like, had this movie like, suffered in certain areas then we could have that conversation but i felt like it was like overall a very like a very good film that expands upon what we've already seen yeah like neither says welcome back jordan we missed you hey hey hey. yeah because like neither film was bad by any like the first one was not bad at all like it was so good And, and you know so i it's i i don't like the being better than is like kind of neither here nor there. It's just kind of like, just they gave us more in it. They stuck the landing with more, which, yeah. yeah. Maybe with the more, I don't know if they necessarily stuck the landing at the end, at least not for me. Oh, um, <laughs> this Did the music hit as much for you guys? I was like, I was maybe it's like the old head in me. There are only certain okay. parts that really hit. Like when they, we get to the opening and we, get basically more Gwen Stacy's story and then they when they revert back to uh Miles and we're back in Brooklyn and the hip hop that comes on that hit hard for me but overall the soundtrack was good but I didn't really rock with it as much as I did on the first one maybe I'm thinking that's I don't know just the other one was more commercialized and it was more catchy uh-huh. I, I liked it. I liked. I feel like I need to really sit and like listen to the soundtrack and yeah. because honestly, I, I feel like the soundtrack was doing what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, it definitely was. 
also remember there were two things: the soundtrack, and then there's the the score. And um, yeah. I actually lo- so I like the soundtrack. I like the the soundtrack, the Metro Boomin soundtrack um, for this film. Like the first track with Sway Lee, and apparently Lil Wayne is on it, which we didn't know that if you if, if you if you step outside the movie and you listen to the album, like oh this, the track had Lil Wayne on it too, but um, or Wayne. So um, you know you had James Blake. Um, when that that song plays Hummingbird, when Gwen Stacy shows up for the first time in his universe, like the music was very good. And then when they like they go from like kind of the hip hop to the more kind of conventional, um, I guess orchestral kind of ambient score stuff, um, it all kind of works very well together. Yeah. Um, and but it's also like I don't know, it's interesting with like Black Panther and. Um, into the Spider-Verse, these Miles Morales stories, when it comes to the music, they're like intentionally making it like a separate hip-hop album. Yeah. And then they have the score. So mm-hmm. like if you go through the actual album with Metro Boom and it's like, there's a track with Future on it. I'm like, what is Future doing here? <laughs> it's like G-rated. It's like PG Future. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> um, but it's it's like I think this soundtrack was better than the first one because I listened to the first. The first one was cool, like he had Jaden on there, and he had some other people. But I also really enjoyed this new soundtrack. It was a surprise. So Metro Boomin did some really good stuff. Yeah, I found that certain moments vibe with me more in the second one, and I enjoyed them both. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I have really a preference, but I just think the the first soundtrack overall vibe with me more as I was watching the film. It was like you said, it was doing what it was supposed to be doing as we moved along throughout the story. Uh, and Jocelyn, you mentioned them doing a lot. I think they did a lot in this film, uh, more so to the Spider-Man fans because they're the ones that are going to get all the deep cuts and the Easter eggs that they're just throwing at you a mile a minute. I could see someone if they were not versed in the comics lore of where all these different spider people came from, what timelines they're on. Uh-huh. Um, if that they felt a bit overwhelmed, I would understand that. Uh, but for people that are knee deep in the streets as far as comics, then they're going to get everything that, that Sony was throwing at, at us. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was thinking about was if this actually fits in or where, because it's kind of, they're, they're, they're on a fine line, I think, because Sony is still technically separate from the MCU. Yet we were seeing things that looked like could vibe with both when they were talking about the Spider-Verse and you see um, Miguel trying to explain that. It looked just like what we saw in Loki as far as the, the branches mm-hmm. of the timeline and then being kind of disturbed depending on what happened. If you, you know, instead of Nexus moments, or Nexus events that would happen through certain characters, yeah. they were calling it um, canon. It is very interesting because they do actually, they reference um, Multiverse of Madness. I don't know if you guys caught that. But, yep. Yeah. Yeah. but they, they referenced um, Peter Parker, like that Peter Parker in Multiverse. So goofy. Yeah. Right. I, I do say, like, I definitely can feel like if you aren't necessarily a Spider-Man fan, you, you may be overwhelmed. But that said, I do feel like even if you don't know all of the different Spider-Man, you can, like, even if you just, you know, like how Mario 
and Luigi are just in the zeitgeist. Spider-Man is just in the zeitgeist. And you know that Spider-Man's been in the zeitgeist for, I don't know, what, a century? Almost. <laughs> just a long time. Stanley, he's... It, how? I'm, th I'm thinking probably older than it probably actually was. But just Spider-Man's been around for a minute. So, like, you can probably, like, if you see it, you're like, dang, I didn't realize there were that many Spider-Man. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a huge, it's a huge IP, I think, with regard to what's been done with it through the years. And it almost feels like certain people I know are missing a bunch of the flavor there because they have no idea what the references are. And it's not that it that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just that you weren't overwhelmed. I certainly wasn't overwhelmed. I could certainly see someone who's not in the know looking at all this like what what is exactly why do you, my thing is why go see why are you watching a spider-man movie <laughs> I, well i was like i was going there I'll see. Everybody is i don't know anything i don't i didn't know who hobie brown was i didn't know I didn't either and i was i didn't know who it was but i was like oh snap we got british spider-man yeah. punk spider-man what do you like a friend of mine we have went to see the first um into we went to see into the spider-verse together and she doesn't watch marvel movies like she's she feels like most superhero movies are the same like the plot is the same she gets bored by them all the time so she doesn't watch them but we had invited her to see into the spider-verse and she was just like why not and she was blown away so like she's not caught up on that stuff and even you know she was able to still like enjoy it so i, I feel like even if you're not into it you you know and know Oh, because I didn't know about Hobie. Most of those spider people that were in this movie, I didn't really know. I knew right. I knew some, but I didn't know like everything. Yeah. Um, so, didn't it, did it seem a bit like Loki to you, though? Yeah, I, I honestly, this movie gave me the same feeling as um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking Rick and Morty as well. That crossed my mind. Yeah. Mm. I, I was thinking more Loki mainly because we have the Lokis, a bunch of different multiversal Lokis, and all of them supposedly are like the troublemakers of the timeline. The TVA is purposely going out to clip them. The difference is they flipped it instead of them being the antagonists that everybody's searching for. Uh, most of them are the protagonists, and they tried to make it seem like Miles was the anomaly that basically caused this chain reaction, um, which I don't think he is. Um, I I don't know what you all think. Uh, we're going to get into that. But I think uh, either Miguel or Gwen may actually be the anomalies that started all the trouble. Because they technically disrupted their canon happening. Because Pops, you know, I, I've already said it before we started um, recording. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen uh, Across the Spider-Verse. But Gwen's dad quits. Right. Right? Doesn't become yep. captain of the police force. That's true. That's true. So he's supposed to be the captain, I think, that dies in that world. It wasn't just um, Peter Parker in that universe. Right. And Miguel basically admits to Miles that he wasn't even in his own timeline. Uh -huh. He just found another timeline where his family, where he had actually died and his family lived. And he just decided he was going to go replace the other him and it ruined everything so i was tripping like how is he calling miles an anomaly when you know 
you weren't even living where you were supposed to be living the whole time. Yeah, I think he just brought everybody into his huge mistake. I think he, mm. you know, he made, he got everybody on board to believe like, oh, if you make a mistake, you're ruining everything. When that's just what he did. Because clearly, as you just stated, we've seen in that movie, in this movie, that canon events aren't necessarily canon events. You yeah. know, like you can break the canon at will, you know, hit, you know, wherever or, or whenever it happens and it doesn't necessarily break everything down or at least if it does you know maybe maybe it did break something like yeah. but we don't know what it is i think with miguel what he specifically tried to do like i guess whatever other universe he went to he saw he was able to see the damage caused and was like stressed out made it everybody else's problem yeah. so we don't we don't know but i don't know i don't i don't think like i feel like the only way to know if you broke it is if you made it your business to go to that other place and see it yeah so question for y'all do you think prowler miles and 42 is actually the hero of a sinister six run universe i don't know if you caught all the easter eggs but the sinister six uh, yeah but it's all over and the color scheme is different in world 42 everything is purple and green rather than red and blue but there's like signage up all over the place when miles is uh when he gets transported back to that universe instead of his own because the machine detected the dna and the spider and not just his dna alone but what if that prowler he finds is because he didn't become spider-man he became prowler but since it's run by evil corporations, maybe he's fighting back against the Sinister Six in his own way. I would rather him be the one of the leaders of the Sinister Six. <laughs> oh, that would be dope. That like, and it did, it did. That also crossed my mind watching the film. Like, like that. It's funny you brought that. I thought about that. Like, like how would the Sinister Six play in play in this? Like, would it? Like, what if um, the Prowler has his own Sinister Six? I thought that that would be dope. What else? Yeah. So I I am not ver what is Sinister Six? Sin who's a part of that? What is that? There's Vulture. Uh, is Electro Scorpion, in there? Electro. Oh, there's uh, a vampire guy in there once, right? He, he I don't think he's a vampire. Guy. He's not a vampire, but oh, You're not talking God. about Morbius, are you? No, not Morbius. This guy okay. oh gosh, I know his outfit. Um, but continue but sister. Group of villains. <laughs> yeah, is Rhino villains. in there too? Is Rhino? Yeah, in there? Rhino's in there. Rhino's in there. Somebody else is in there. Uh, Doctor Ock is probably in there for all we know. Yeah, but they're 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 basically Spider-Man's part of Spider-Man's like rogue his his gallery of, of villains mm -hmm. basically have this this and they're they're sometimes interchangeable. Different ones will take place uh, within them, but there's lots of signage for them owning different things in that world when you see like what the heck is 2g like there was 2g phone service <laughs> like, so it wasn't even 4g or 5g they gave them like 2g and like like the corporations are owned by the villains and they're giving them horrible cell phone service <laughs> among other things um but yeah i was thinking that would be crazy if he thinks he's coming in to save something and the prowler in that universe because he didn't become spider-man 
innately if he's still just a good person overall and they flipped it where Pops is gone and not Uncle Aaron. Let me go back to that. What did y'all think of uh, Childish Gambino uh, action as, as Uncle Aaron from the MCU? It was... It happened. Uh, did I say, oh, when it happened? I think. Uh, it was kind of goofy when they kept cutting back to him, in my opinion. Yeah. It was kind of unnecessary. I just wanted, I, we just need to see him once. They didn't have to come back to him, but. I was appreciative. I was like, I'm glad they put him in this movie to let him do something. Just to yeah. It was out of place, but I, you know, I was like, uh, I'll allow it. Like, it's all good. We got to let that one pass. <laughs> I miss the days of like integrating live action and live action with animation. I was like, yeah. oh, this is fun. It was good though. He's a big re- a big part of the reason why we have the movie. So I was that like, is true. So I was grateful that that he was. I was like, oh yay! They put him in there. They let him do something. I'm happy about it. I'm not so sure they weren't gonna have that film anyway though. Well, Donald Glover and the stuff he did on the other TV show he was on that they keep. Rehashing. Community. Was it? We talking about community? community? Was it community? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. A lot of people are saying that that's the reason why we got. I did Marvel see that. Was because of that. Um, we also get a cameo by Mrs. Chen from Venom. I didn't know that because I haven't seen the Venom movies. I didn't know that. That's they're, they're not good. <laughs> they're not good movies. They're not good movies. I hear that they're campy movies, and I'm they're interested terrible. if they're campy. So I'm gonna watch them if they're campy. I hear that they're campy. It's so, not good camp though. It's like not even good camp. I, but I see the memes and Morbius it's, is good camp. No, it's not. Yes, it's <laughs> Morbius Whoa. is like an early two thousands is oh like the quintessential God. early two thousand superhero movie. It was just now it was I, made in the wrong time. But now that's camp. I have refrained. Even it's on Netflix now and I have refrained from seeing that movie. I may have to peep it out now. It's it's good camp. Now I have to see both because I feel like your take is the opposite of the truth. So. Hey, we have all we all have different tastes. We all have different tastes. <laughs> but we'll we'll see. Yeah. yeah, Jocelyn, you said this film stuck the landing. I did not like being. Well, oh, you mean like the literal ending? No, this guy yeah, doesn't, clearly doesn't like cliffhangers. No, Rod, no, have you ever watched? No, no. Hold on, hold on. Before you go into that question, I don't mind. <laughs> You giving me a cliffhanger if you already absolved at least one of the main conflicts that you gave us in this film, and then te- you want a sequel, baby? That's fine, but you close this door at least somewhat close it before you just and they didn't even do that. They just to be continued us like. I will say my my thoughts on it. I, so. I could tell when it was getting ready and I, I was like, all right, well, first first things first, I was starving. Um, okay, well, so I was wow. like ready, I, like, I was okay with the ending because I was starving. But I, <laughs> I saw the ending coming and I was like, okay, all right, cool. Like, and I was cool with it because I, I could tell what they were getting ready to set up. And like, I have two points. One point is that like, whatever the ending is gonna be, they already they already know what it is. It's already probably like done, but they probably just wanted to like really give it more time. And my second point is that I think they cut it because whatever the ending is gonna be, it was already gonna add like probably another hour and a half 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's true. I get I get that. I get that. But my thing is, we're probably gonna not gonna see this to what, 2025? It's no okay. they said it, they said it a year out. Okay. That's why I'm still not a problem. Yeah, I'm not worried about that's that. What I'm saying. They already like that makes me think that they already have the ending. Like it was already worked on partially. They wrote it before the strike. Right. So <laughs> they wrote it before the strike. No edits are needed. It goes straight into animation. Yes, probably before the strike, but also just like before this movie was like released, the ending to it was probably already like thought about, partially, if not mostly finished. Um so yeah. I, you gotta give me a good place to end on. What's a good place? He got no. out of he got out of the spider. If we look at the trajectory of the story, so I want to. I agree with uh, Joss. I agree with you, Rod. I I believe I saw the ending come. I, I knew after a certain point, like well, time wise, right? They were gonna um, t- like time wise, even yeah. time wise. I was like, it's been two and a half hours. Even if even if I didn't know the movie was two minutes and twenty seconds, like around the two hour mark, like you could feel the movie winding down. And I'm like, all right, Miles got out. Miles got to his universe, and technically, that is a, as a resolution to a story, to but to a part of the story. It is. It's a solution. Another thing. And, another, go ahead, John. Sorry. Sorry. Um, another thing about this movie is that, like, I've watched several interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. This movie was mainly about Gwen's arc, um, and Gwen's arc, as from what I understand, has been resolved. With okay, interesting point. So. so Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, like the fact that like we kind of got that resolution, I was like, all right, this this feels like this could be an ending, but it's not because you know we still have the spot running around, um, and then other you know, uh, was it Miguel has to still capture him or try to capture him, and I was like, all right, so I know this movie is 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 going to end on a cliffhanger, but didn't see that cliffhanger coming. That's particular. It's been coming. I was like, oh, we got negative miles. And then I messed up. I was like, oh, negative miles sells drugs. And my wife was like, why'd you say that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just wanted to go completely dark with it. Like, what if he was like, well, well, I was like, what if he sold drugs? I'm like, no, that's messed up. That's racist. Like, fine. But they exactly they wouldn't go that far. But then on the second watch, I was thinking about, I was listening to things like when, um, what's his name? Joe J. What's his name? Jameson? What is his name? Jay Jameson? The guy, the newscaster guy. Jonah Jameson. Jonah, whatever. Yeah. Jonah is talking on like the the, the, the news and he said something about like something, something cartel. And then that kind of hit in my head. And then like, you know, Aaron's talking about, you know, we're about to do the drop or, you know, doors open at six, something like that. Yeah, and yeah. clearly, if anything, they're going to steal something. They, they, yeah. They're they doing something illegal, clearly. So I'm I was thinking like, it might be the Robin Hood of, of that universe, though. Why you want to beat up negative? I mean, if that was the case, then why, like, if we're using color scripts, like color scripting in in lighting why make him seem so like give him this kind of like villainous like eerie vibe like they play because the same the music it the was taken so you don't get that red and blue variable but why you, you know, gotta tr- oh true that's a good point but he, regardless know, why does he have to be a hero if he's a villain he doesn't he's a villain. have to be he doesn't have to be but they've shown that there are certain constants 
-hmm. within the varying universes as far as the individuals are concerned. Right. So, like, Uncle and Pops may flip, but it doesn't necessarily mean that Miles will will necessarily flip. And since that catalyst that was supposed to turn him into Spider-Man got snatched, he still goes the route that he was going to go just with technology and just him and not, you know, superpowers. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we don't. Well, we don't know. We don't have enough information. We just know that Wizard's face has braids and um, has the has the prowler glove. I don't know if he runs a. I want him to run a criminal syndicate. That'd be hilarious. I want him to run a cartel. I think that'd be dope because it would just. And in my opinion, I think like for from a story perspective, I like literally don't want to look at. Uh, I don't want to see the same type of miles. Like, give me negative miles. Let's let's go 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 left. Give okay. me something that would that would con that would be a contrast to the character that we're seeing. Monica says uh, regarding international acclaim, I don't think Across the Spider Verse will win as many awards as Into the Spider Verse because the sequel story stretches across at least two movies. I, you know, I don't know whether that's going to affect uh, the. I, I certainly think it's going to be in a lot of running for things, mainly because of what they did add on to what they did last time. They didn't give us the exact same mm -hmm. template. It, it's a little different. So if they may have done enough, and really, who else is going to be in the running, animation wise? That's what I'm saying. Um, Disney, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear Disney. Y'all not getting this one. I want to give this one to Sony right now. Yeah. I so, they deserve it. Also, I just feel like like into the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse, the only other like show or you know animation thing that I feel like has been as innovative as what they've been doing is um, Arcane, with how they've animated their show. I don't know if you guys have seen Arcane. I watched one. I think I watched one episode of it. Okay. The the League of Legends Arcane. That yeah, that joint. You watched it, didn't you? Right? I watched it. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. You know, um, I don't want to do something like that. You said what? I was telling Jordan a while ago, like, you need to look at this, see if we can do something like this. I man, if you you gotta watch some documentaries about how they made that that show. Like that show was ten years in the making, and it was a long shot of trying to get because like it every frame, like like yeah, there's three models of the characters, but like. They're literally hand painted. Like everything, all their frames, hand painted. It's crazy. And then also on top of that, like they weren't even sure that that show was going to be a success. Nonetheless, as successful as it was. So they don't have a season two in, plan in mind. They're making it all from scratch right now. So we may not get a season two for five, seven, ten years, maybe. Probably not as long because they figured. Something they figured the process all right. Hmm? They probably figured out the process, so it shouldn't take them as long. Yeah, I'm all funding is generally always a factor. So it's like, they hey, had the money though. That's what I'm saying. Y'all got a lot of money. Could it they'll get it done faster? Maybe this time, go. I, yeah, I don't think it'll take the same 10 years, but I don't think it'll be like two years, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all think that Sony was basically trying to shoehorn themselves? in the MCU with the the mentions like you said that you know they they mentioned a multiverse of madness by way of Miles saying you know Doctor Strange that nerdy kid in the 99999 yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think oh. Marvel would have just let him do that 
you know, I feel like they, I feel like the, the word shoehorning is <laughs> it's a little forceful. Well, like, it, it seems like but they like to dip their toes in, but they, they don't really want to dip their toes. In. Yeah, because they don't, you know, they don't, they don't want. Of course, it's a cash cow, right? They've seen how yeah. much that's um, homecoming and far from home, and where the other one is um, have made in conglomeration with Disney. So they're like, yeah, we'll loan you Spider Man for a little bit, and then we'll have these reminders that we're all a part of that too, like. But, I mean, they have because yeah, I mean, yeah, Marvel yeah, in association with Marvel shows yeah. up on yeah. top of the credit, so it's kind of like, and we all know what time it is. Like, we know that they have a business relationship and that they're sharing this character, and Sony does what they're going to do with it, and Marvel will do their own thing. So, I also feel like, in and of course, I don't know, right? But I also feel like Marvel probably saw the success of Into the Spider Verse and was like, yeah, no, we're gonna make sure that like we're tied. They like, want their money. They yeah. want some money. Yeah. How, how did y'all feel about Pavitur, uh the, the Indian Spider-Man? He's great. He's I hilarious. loved it. He's great. He's hilarious. He had jokes for days. I loved it. My wife was cracking up over the chai tea reference because we've heard that before from another Indian uh, comedian saying they can't yes. say chai tea because chai means tea. tea. You're saying tea tea. tea. Do you say coffee yeah. coffee? Yeah. yeah. I liked him. He was different. Uh, the way he moved, like they had mixed Mumbai and Manhattan together in one. They made Mumbai. Mumbai. Also, another thing that was interesting about him, I saw somebody else talk about this too, but it's the fact that um, he, even in his world in Mumbai, he disrupted a canon event because he's the oh. most. He's the most joyful. Jo- uh, he's the most joyful Spider-Man. No tragedy has happened to him. Okay. Well, technically, it's Miles. It's Miles yeah, Miles robbed him of that tragedy. Yeah, Miles robbed him of that tragedy. Yeah, the captain that's- was supposed to die. Well, yeah, but that that's what I'm saying. That's another example of a canon event interrupted that didn't yeah. happen. So, and that that leads me to ask a question. So, when you know, when they when the, when Miles saves um, the detective in that universe, captain in that universe, and then everybody shows up. And it's like, we got to contain the anomaly. It seems like they have contingencies and systems to contain these uh, canon events. So, yeah. and like y'all were mentioning earlier, like, it doesn't, like, at this point, Miguel is just projecting because he he's he's an anomaly. Like you're saying, he's an anomaly, he's an anomaly in itself, in, in itself, in himself. And it's kind of like, it's very interesting that they, that this story forces the one, the, the one black Puerto Rican kid to be to, to create him to be the anomaly or the problem of the conflict of the story, and yeah, which is why I'm saying he's not because of the other. Yeah, like he's, you've all he's mentioned not. the other two. But what would you do? <laughs> what would you do? That my thing was like, how are you gonna ask somebody to watch their daddy die? You just sit there. I gotta watch him die, and then uh, also people I don't know, a whole universe of people may die. I'm like, why are we keep getting these stories where it's like I gotta choose between like one person? In like an entire universe of human beings and potential, and it's like I also, I also just feel like it's kind of dumb that you would even tell him. I feel like if you really wanted to keep him from this canon event or whatever, or let the canon event happen, like don't like yeah, bring him here or do whatever you got to do, but you don't have to tell him this information. Like, how would you react if somebody told you like, yeah, you actually have to watch your dad like this actually. <laughs> I, I think he was gonna know even if they didn't tell him because of the clue spot kept dropping. Yeah, 
Spot was telling he, he did, but that yeah, I think he caught it when that when he had that when he saw that vision. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. There's been a lot of speculation too about perhaps that Miguel is working with um maybe the Kangs and the TVA. That he's the, because he basically he got in trouble for messing up. And so they put it on him to control the Spider-Verse timelines in the same way that the TVA is supposed to be doing with the sacred timeline throughout. But there's just it's closely tied mainly to the Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, I did Spider-Man. hear about that. I don't think I'm ready for that. I I'm don't... not even going to entertain that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not entertaining this. And you need to prove that first. Like That's a cool idea, cool concept. I'm well, not there's ready. speculation on like, where did he get the watch? If it wasn't available in 2099 or wherever his universe is, like where do you get the watch that allows him to just travel back and forth between verses? And who else would have that capability? Is it uh, another speculation was maybe it was Madam Madam Spider? Who? The old the old like, Spider Woman. She's real old. Got this little blindfold thing on her head. And I she, thought I thought what I saw was that and and I'm probably I might be wrong about this I'm probably wrong but I thought what I saw was Miguel like is part of an organization and either he did or the organization invented the watches yeah but I'm saying well then who is in charge of that that task force him that's movie doesn't answer the questions these are speculation yeah that's that's what I'm speculating like who is who is above him um in, in this Spider-Verse wrangling. Miguel bit them all. Miguel killed them all with his vampire abilities that he doesn't use in the story. And which I'm still like trying to piece that together. Like, wait, why is he vampiric? Yeah. And then I was like re-watching it. I was like, wait, so why does he bite the vulture? What does he have to gain from biting him? They do that weird, nice, quick two second, one second, really quick where he's about to bite him, his face transforms, he's like, and then goes back to normal. And I was like, hmm, I want to know what that was about. More questions. I felt like we were left with more questions than answers uh, by the time this thing ended, because it did really just bring you to a cliff, like you running full speed to the cliff and you stop looking over the abyss, like, no. oh, I guess we're not getting there. Yeah. The gang is all coming for uh, Spider Gwen. She she called in the, the OGs to come in from the first. Gang, gang. And yeah, the gang, gang is coming up, but we don't see them arrive. We just see that that was so funny. Uh, Mayday, the baby, mm-hmm. as Peter B. Parker was sleeping, she's hanging upside down, pointing out the window where her eyes bugging because <laughs> the portal opened up for Spider Gwen, and then she called all her friends. So I'm thinking they're gonna go rescue. Miles' pops while Miles is stuck dealing with whatever's going on in the 42 universe and then they're going to have to remedy because Miguel I think is actually on his he probably errantly went to the real universe that Miles was supposed to go to that he didn't end up showing up because they're all looking for him he ain't there this is giving me oh, what was this? I'm trying to think of a story that's that's coming into my mind it's like the idea that they're going to have to frack they that Gwen's team may have to split off into two teams. Yeah, they're gonna have to rescue. Solve, we're gonna have to solve two different mi- yeah. solve two missions at the same time. We need yeah, a whole movie a- for that. We need a whole movie for that. Let's we go. gotta rescue Pops, and we gotta stave off Miguel while Miles is getting out of whatever trouble he's in on World Forty Two. 
I have to say, I, you know, I like Gwen's arc and, you know, she came around or whatever. Her white girl faux pas in this movie sent me over the microphone. I need a microphone. Say it again, Jocelyn. Say it again, Jocelyn. Say it in the mic, please. Say it in the mic, please. The story revolved around her, but whatever. White girl faux pas. Oh my god. She had a mic. You had a mic. (laughs) Amazing. Okay, sorry. Continue. (laughs) The white girl faux pas that she committed in this movie sent me into space. Okay. In space. When she was meeting his parents and she called them by their first names, I was like, I have, what's going on? Like disrespect. Half of the and then and then when she was in his universe and they came out of his room with his coat on and he's missing. Oh yeah, she was wild. I was like, what is wrong with you? I have some deco- what's going on? You showing him up in a black and Puerto Rican household. <laughs> Like, come on now. I'm like, it's too much just yes. freely coming and going and just going with it. And then, I mean, you set my mans up and from Joe. Yeah, I'm like, didn't want to see him, but then shows up on a mission and acting like, oh, I'm just here to stop by and say hi because I miss you. Yeah, whatever. It stressed me out so bad. Like, she was an op for a good portion of the movie. And then she's doing this crazy stuff, you know, just like treating his parents like they're just casual. Like, this is a casual thing. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm I'm just I was so stressed out. I was like, Miles, why didn't you talk to her about how this goes? Why I don't know. I was stressed. I just had to I had to voice that. That stressed me out really. I was a little disappointed in Peter B. Parker too, because he knew what was going down and didn't didn't hit Miles to anything. Just like we're just gonna hang out, just come here, you know, I just like you. I became a dad because of you, not even It was also really weird because like that, like, and I probably feel like I have to rewatch this to process this better, but I feel like it's so, it was really weird that like Peter B. Parker was trying to also harangue Miles and like get him to go along with this whole plot of like, yeah, this is good for you. But like, you're also saying that like, you're the reason why I even have this baby. You interrupted my canon event. What are you talking like? Well, I thought about I thought about like when he said that. I thought that was like a more kind of humanizing moment. I mean, he's always been humanized because he's that Peter, but I thought of it like he was he loved he actually loved Miles enough that like he's like oh I would you know like to have my own child one day and like. Hopefully, like he said that, so it was kind of like I kind of got him. Like that was a connecting moment, but he still was playing him, playing him the whole time. Him, yeah. the whole gang, the whole, the, literally the whole gang was. Yeah, like I, I think it was a situation, at least with him, and I'm sure for both of them, for him and Gwen, that two truths are existing at once. Where like, yeah, they do care about Miles, but they're also gonna sell him out to Miguel. Okay, so ultimately. Hobie's a real one. Hobie's a that, real yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I like Hobie Brown. Hobie Brown. And 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 I don't know what her name is. Another Spider Woman. Uh, the one that Jessica, was like Jessica Drew. I don't know. The one that was like Cortana, basically. She was yeah. purple Joey. Yeah. Uh, those were the only two I felt like they were like looking out for him yeah. on the low. Oh, the other, the other black, yeah, the other black, yes, the other black girl woman Spider-Man. that was there, yeah. and she was in the, the lab. Avatar. She was an avatar. Yeah, she was gonna yeah. let it. She was gonna let it ride. 
the, the ticker was timing down. She wasn't doing like I can't. She's like, I can't, I can't do nothing. What you want me to do? And Miguel was trying to break in. Um, and then it was too Yo, late. Impressed. Yeah, those were the only real ones in the movie. <laughs> I wonder how Hobie's gonna fit in now because he gave up his uh his wristwatch to Spider Gwen. They on the same team. It don't matter. I know, but but he can't hop in and out now without that. You know, I'm assuming he probably he probably made that. He probably I, could Jerry. He probably could I, Jer- What is it called? Jailbreak Jerry, another Jerry, one. Jerry I was gonna say jury rig, but jail <laughs> jailbreak is. The, I like the jailbreak. He could jailbreak another one. He, yeah, he's literally anarchy. He's good. Yeah, he's in this movie, way. he you saw him like stealing parts to just like make one on the fly. So <sighs> gosh, dope. Yeah, I didn't know what he was. I just know he was stealing stuff. I didn't know if that's what he was. He was making another watch. He was just snatching stuff off the walls, snatching. No, he, he was make that watch. Yeah. He saw. He 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 saw. He saw. He was looking ahead. He was like, mm-hmm. "They gonna play my man." So. He he said it right away when they first got to that world. He said to Gwen, "How much have you told him?" And he was like, "Ah, you didn't tell him anything." <laughs> He's in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was what. Back in the day, for me, was considered woke. This, this new stuff. He, he was the woke one. He realized what was really going on, and was trying to hip Miles to the conspiracies of what was going. Like, don't trust all these people telling you to do something. Just know what you're signing up for before you sign up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Gwen said, "What are you telling? You ain't telling nothing." Nah, figures. <laughs> he was whispering his ear the whole time. It was kind of hilarious. Every every time somebody was telling him something, he was like, "Don't you trust me?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. He's that, he's that black spirit that's helping you the whole, and black ancestor is helping you the whole time. Yes, going through life like hey, don't trust these white people. What do you think about his animation? Because it was kind of cool, like paper, like newspapery comic yeah, book yeah. paper, and then it would change, change colors. He got changing colors. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Because he kept, you know, his whole thing. He doesn't believe in consistency. His animation, his very animation, was not consistent not one time. No, so it was perfect. Is per- Hobie's perfect? I, I love Hobie. Movie. I want a Hobie movie. Cool under the mask. I was always just cool under the mask. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because when I listened to the voice, I didn't know who the actor was. I'm like, this voice sounds familiar. I'm I got like, a this is a black guy. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but I know he's black. And then when he showed up, I was like, oh my god, his hair is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. Daniel that's Kalil. the most. And, and then and then I found Dale Kalil. I was like, oh yeah, matter. Like of course. Um, I, something that I thought was interesting that I, I saw somebody else talk about was um, like the, the moment where they all kind you know, where they're talking about the canon event of Spider-Man and, you know, all of them are all saying that like, yeah, this has all happened to every single one of us. It gets to Hobie and he says, yeah, what of it? I heard some people interpret that as like him and it could be read both ways of either Hobie saying like, yeah, what about it? Like, so what, you know, just in general, but also him saying, yeah, so what to Miles? Like, like you ain't special. Everybody, all of us went through a type of thing. Or not even just that, but just like, mm. yeah, so like almost in uh, insinuating like, like that, that spark of anarchy, even then just yeah. saying like, so what? Then has you almost. Uh, I don't know. It was funny I, when he said that. I interpreted it as if something he had processed. Like, like I, I would have. I mean, I've never read a, a comic book with Spider Punk, but 
I was curious if like maybe his response was based on the based on the fact that like he's already dealt with those emotions in the trauma, I, so it's kind of like, yeah. That's how I read it, like mm-hmm. at first when he said it, and then somebody said that like, like maybe it could have also been interpreted that way, and I was like, mm-hmm. that's interesting, but yeah, on on first read, like yeah, it was just like, yeah, that happened. So what? Move on. Yeah. <laughs> what you want to do now? <laughs> What we doing what, next? What yeah. what are we rating this out of ten? Ten out of ten. For me. Okay. Jesus, I just saw a post and it was like this person wasn't trying to give it a ten out of ten. Um, and I felt like I was gonna just follow that. Um Did you watch uh Cosmonauts review? Is that what you No, watching? no, no, I didn't watch I watched a personal review on someone reviewed on Facebook. Um Oof. Um it's if I'm gonna be honest. It's probably going to be like a. I should do nine and a half. Okay. Um, because the movie, like, it did ever. In my opinion, I think actually initial watch, I was a little over. So I was actually overwhelmed by the visuals. Um, and there's, it's, I, I don't know what it is. It's like my personal taste in animation. Um, but like, I felt like at times, like there was moments in the beginning when I watched the beginning scene where. Gwen and Miles are like swinging through the city and like just this kind of montage. Yeah. I kind of critiqued it in the sense of like, why were there so many edits? Like, why was it so, why was it cut at a certain pace when it didn't need to be? Um, that was something like I was like, that was something I was kind of critical of because that, that scene kind of stood out, but everything else felt like it worked very well. Like, when we're in the scene where he is, um, where he's in the Spider-Verse and they're they're kind of like climbing up that vertical train and yes. all the Spider-Man apps and like quick edits like that work very well or just even in the fight scenes with the spot. Like those elements were like perfect for the, the tone and what was happening. Um, but like outside, I mean, outside of that nitpick and uh, I mean, the char- everybody showed up and did their job in a way. Like the animation was, was flawless. Um, the characters and their journeys like Miles's mom kind of like learning to let her son go it was like an interesting kind of theme um the dealings with just relationships and family like it was all very consistent it was all it was all on brand and I personally I personally loved the cliffhanger I was like yes great way to stick it to everybody because every time I watch a movie lately it feels like when we watch films that are supposed to be they're intentionally promoted as this is part one and part two and I think when you walk into a movie, you have, you have, you have, it's, it's like you're given everything. You're given all this information in a way. Like you're, you're given the expectation that, oh, this is just one fraction of a whole. But I was actually pleasantly surprised to, to get that nice to be continued. I was like, hey, I haven't seen that in a minute since like The Matrix. Hit me with a to be continued. Yeah, I assume it's going to be to be continued, but I, I would have rather that that I knew ahead of time that that's what was happening. Mm. And for me but, to be left on the precipice there without, without something is what kind of brings it. That's basically my only critique of it. And I'll give it like an eight and a half, whereas I think I rated the first one a nine, because I find it really hard to give something a 10 if it's like, it's gotta be perfect on every level and it's hard for me to give that rating. So this one I'd give an eight and a half. First one I'd give a nine. Um, and mainly because of the ending and where we were left off. 
everything else I think was great. I agree with all of your points as far as the animation, uh, the music, how the story flowed overall. I like that each universe kind of had its own feel and personality to it. Yep. Uh, each one like had its different style. Um, the the vulture in the beginning, uh, the Michelangelo era vulture, almost he wasn't black and white, but he was like brown. He was, was like sepia eight. paper. He yeah, was, was a blueprint. He was literally Da Vinci's blueprint of the paper. of the wings. Yes. It was uh, so good. It did some interesting, very interesting things, and that's why I think that in some ways they did elevate beyond what they did initially. It's just for me that anyway, you can't, you can't, you can't bring me out to tread water and leave me in the middle of the ocean. I was, um, it got me without excited. Letting me know oh, the, without letting me know. But I got a question. So you know, you've been on this earth a little bit longer than me. So you know, yeah. when you know you went to a movie and you got hit to be continued. How do you feel about that when you were younger? You know, I'm referencing the Matrix because that's the only thing I have a reference point to. But were you you just like, ah, oh, this is terrible? Well, what is this? This this sucks because they hit with to be continued the cliffhanger. But was it a cliffhanger? Didn't he beat Mr. Smith at the end of one? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny? You know what? Dang it! They, they, he did. He yeah. did. So, so you're right. So, well, I mean, so was Matrix Reloaded or Matrix 1 the one where Trinity dies and they hit us with To Be Continued? I thought they did. Was that Matrix 1 or Matrix Reloaded? I think that may be Reloaded. Okay. I have to go back and look. I have to. But yes. Reloaded. Oh, you're correct. They did. I mean, he did did fight Mr. Smith. It was very resolved. Yeah, things kind of evolved. He beats Mr. Smith and the Mr. Smith. Oh, like the it was. It did feel yeah. Well, yeah. You, know, I you, you know what? You're you have a point. You have a good Dang. point. With the Matrix, you have a point. That they, they, they did set it up to where something was supposed to, you know, it's like it was like gearing up for the climax and then it cuts you off right at the yeah. So You see I, the scene, they're running, they're doing the little run <laughs> up to the scene, and then you see Miles. You know, sneak his finger out one of his gloves to, to like he's about to electrocute one of the uh, chains that he's, that he's uh, wrapped around him. Looking like Bow Wow. Like he he don't like okay to be continued. Like what? I'm just excited. It may it it reminded me of Infinity War. Infinity War. That, thank you. Uh, even thank though you. even and I'm not saying it's the same. <laughs> Because good, I good call, good call, John. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's the same thing because Infinity War was resolved. The yeah. bad guy won at the end yeah. of Infinity War. That, so was, there. that was this, this generation's version of Empire Strikes Back, where the villain yeah. at the end wins. But they, I, yeah, I'm not saying it's the same thing. Yeah. I'm just saying that it felt similar because yes, we were left with a cliffhanger, but they we also have a date when it's coming back out and it's in a year so it reminded me of it it, it gave similar feelings for me to infinity war which gets me very excited yeah i don't, I don't know if it i will also infinity war hits a lot harder because of what happened then and we didn't know at the time whether that was going to be reconciled differently I think everybody in the back of their mind knew everybody was coming back, but at that moment when you see everybody start falling the dust particles, getting dusted, 
I, I listen, I agree with you. It does not hit the exact same, but I will tell you even more so why it's impactful for me that it gave even similar feelings to Infinity War. Infinity War was a decade worth of films. Spider-Verse, we got one film and we got a sequel that we didn't even know we were supposed to have. And it incited similar feelings to a sequel coming out in a year. That's, yeah, that's why I think it's a bad comparison because of the, the 20 something year buildup. <laughs> of films well yeah but what i'm saying i'm saying that like for me that's still impressive that it's yeah. been able to invoke a similar you know feeling to me to yeah. infinity people, war oh yeah people people were second go around people were heated when the movie ended and i'm like nice and i think when you go to movies that's why that's why i'm on team cliffhanger because oh, you we, like you like the pissed off reaction? That's yes, what of course I do. That means you cared about the movie. Yeah, that means it's, you're invested. It's, it's That's what problem. matters. That's it's what matters. Problem. That's how you know the movie's good. If I sat through a movie and then it said to be continued, I was like, nah, whatever. Then the movie wasn't good. You really didn't care. But like, if you get in, like, I, for me, that 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 kind of added on to the just the fact that like this movie's good and you know people want to see more like if somebody's visibly frustrated yeah. no you yeah, got I think them. you I think you asked me uh Jordan after because I had a, I told you about this I think I had a friend of mine who read my first book and there was a certain character that I killed off and he was literally I was living the same time at the time he literally called me from either California or Texas and I thought something was really like seriously wrong in his life I can't believe you what just happened? And I was like, what are you talking about? And I remember after you finished reading it, you wanted to know, am I bringing such and such back? That was, yeah. like, that was the whole thing. Like, are you going to let this, you going to let this ride? Or are you right. going to Right. I can't believe yeah. you did that. But like that, like, I feel like you, sometimes you got to do certain things. Like you got to, you got to, you know, you got to do certain things in the story, you know, when you get to that point and to keep the reader hooked. And that's why I like, that's why I like cliffhangers, especially if it's a part of a sequel, a series. Yeah. I want to be excited when I watch the next movie. I don't, so I don't, I don't like pretty bows unless it's a one-off. You got to wrap it up nicely and, let, you know, send that off. But, well, I just feel like we've been blessed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we got blessings, y'all. <laughs> like the first movie, solid movie. And it was exactly it was a solid movie, had an ending, did not expect a sequel, and it was incredible. And yeah. then we got a sequel that nobody expected, and it was also incredible. Like, I just feel like we're blessed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Johnson. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Thank you all for uh, taking the time out of your day to chop it up with me. Uh, the two of y'all that caught us on the live, Monique, I know, is one of them. I don't know who the other person is because they didn't uh, comment, but thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us chop it up of these things. And like I said, there will be a description uh, in our uh, links in the description of this episode. So you can check out uh, Jocelyn's art, uh, JP Jackson's art, as well as my uh, author website to check out the stuff that we have created. Uh, we will talk to you all next week. Peace. See y'all.